You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. You can put the brooms away. Minnesota Timberwolves don't get the season sweep over the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder get a uh, as close to a must-win victory as you can. They want to avoid that 8th seed. They want to avoid playing the Golden State Warriors. They do their part. Uh, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 132-126. to 126. I am Matt Rabus, uh, along with Madison Morris, Nate Baldwin pushing the buttons here. We are the first Take Thunder post-game show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. And um, yeah, it was a wild back-and-forth game. It was a physical game. Uh, both of those things to be expected. That's usually what happens when these two teams get together. Uh, Madison, though, what were your uh, what are your initial thoughts on uh, what transpired this afternoon? Honestly, good for the Thunder for this win because that would have been a big downer if they were going to get uh, swept by the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves. That was just, I mean, that's not really a team you want to get swept by. I, I know that that kind of is a thing that happens in the NBA, but when it's a team like Minnesota and they're not uh, exactly to the level of the Thunder, then that's just something you want to avoid. And that's what they were able to do today. So, I mean, great first half from the Thunder. That was really not, I don't want to say surprising and be like a pessimist over here, but mm-hmm. it, it was surprising in a good way just because they got off to a real quick 7-0 lead. Terrence Ferguson was just hitting shots left and right. I believe he was like 100% from the floor at one point, just right off the back. That was really good for them, especially if they're going to start off strong like that. Uh, the only thing I had a little bit of a problem with, which is why they kind of saw some late second quarter, uh, third quarter woes, because they got a little too comfortable with starting off really hot. Uh, a lot of weird chunked up threes, a lot yeah. of weird, oh, yeah. uh, just like weird decisions made out there, I guess you could say. But I mean, good for them. They were able to power through, mostly led by Dennis Schroeder there in the fourth quarter. It was just, I mean, it was a powerful game. Uh, it was a game that these guys needed, a third straight win. So, I mean, good for them overall. Yeah, it, it would have been nice to see them settle down a little bit. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, as you maybe would expect, especially if you just watched the first quarter of this game, they are the worst in opposing three-point percentage. They defend the three-point line worse than any other team in the NBA. So, OKC gets some good looks. They knock them down. Um, that's not going to work for you all game. You're not going to shoot 50, 60, 70% from beyond the arc all game. Eventually, that is going to fall. That's just the nature uh, of, of numbers. So, yeah, I would have liked to see the Thunder settle in a little bit, maybe slow down, see some basketball that... Uh, maybe they can bring forward into the playoffs when the game is going to slow down, when those open looks are not going to be quite as uh, prevalent as they were tonight. Uh, and then just the fact that it was kind of uneven, which probably is a function of what I was just talking about, their shooting woes and uh, just taking some bad shots. But ultimately, uh, they were able to pull it off. Uh, it does bear mentioning Timberwolves had just about half their squad out. Jeff Teague, Derek Rose, Robert Covington, uh, Jared Bayless, Taj Gibson, Luol Deng, all of those guys for the Timberwolves Jeez. out. Um, but really, that doesn't mean anything for the Slender team because we've seen them struggle against Skeleton Crews. Uh, oh, yeah. So it was a, I, I thought it was a very good victory. Uh, disclaimers aside for the Thunder. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, yes, the uh, the Timberwolves had guys out, but at the same time, the Thunder right now, like Matt just said, they have been struggling against very shorthanded teams, and we've seen it kind of dispersed throughout the season, especially here at the end of the season, now that teams are starting to rest guys. But, I mean, they still had Carl Anthony Towns out there. Carl, as uh, Carl. Jerry likes to go by. So, um, yeah, they had Carl out there. They had... 
Oh my gosh, they had that incredible rookie Okogi out there just doing some great. Yeah, Josh Okogi. We talked about him actually God, in the pregame. Colby asked good. me about him. I was filling in on the pregame. I said he's serviceable. He's all right. He's done well enough for a rookie, considering nobody knew who that guy was coming into the NBA. And yeah, that dude has. Uh, he looks like a guy Sam Presti would be interested in oh, drafting, yeah. doesn't he? Explosive, no. yes. not necessarily a great shooter, but uh, length, uh, want to. All of that stuff. Good he athleticism, was yeah. too. Just someone who's fast, someone who's relentless. I mean, only finished with eight points tonight, but he he just made a big difference out there. Okay, obviously, Andrew Wiggins, who is the Thunder killer. Uh, I believe the Thunder is his absolute favorite team to kind of just gang up on and really do some awesome things. Finished with 24 points tonight. Uh, but, Matt, we got to talk about Dario. Am I going to say this right? Dario Saric? Yeah, Saric. Dario Saric. Something just like that. Some, oh, my gosh. This guy was an absolute Thunder killer today. He was just making shot after shot. Uh, went five of nine from the three-point line, nine of fifteen from the floor. He was just—he's a great, great athlete when it comes to, I mean, playing the Thunder, I guess, because he just—he played so well today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, luckily they had guys out there that were able to put a stop to him at one point. But he—he he just had a big spurt, and if they didn't contain him, I, I think this would have been a different game. He's a tough cover for sure. Um, there's not many fours out there who can match his skill, uh, his shooting ability either. So, I—I uh, I thought. Maybe it was a plus for the Thunder that Taj Gibson was out. Obviously, anytime a guy is out, it's going to help your cause. But just the fact that Jeremy Grant matches up with guys like Dario Saric a lot better than he matches up with guys like Taj Gibson because Dario Saric is a little bit on the smaller side, less physical. But yeah, you got to give it up to Dario Saric. He was hitting shots. Uh, whether guys were getting their hands up or whether uh, this is the most frustrating thing to me when Russell Westbrook closes out on somebody and does the act of closing out but doesn't get his hands up. That's the simplest thing you can do. That's on a fundamental level. One of the things you learn about playing basketball is keep your hands up at all times. And Russell right. Westbrook refused to d- refuses to do that. And see that trickle down a little bit. Uh, so there were some shots he had open that necessarily shouldn't have been. Um, I don't. You mentioned Towns a little bit earlier. Call mm-hmm. Anthony Towns. He had 35 points, 13 to 14 from the free throw line. Uh, he, he's an impressive player as ever. That's a good franchise cornerstone. Um, and this Minnesota Timberwolves team isn't terrible especially considering they just traded a superstar, kind of a rebuilding year. Um, They did. I mean, they're 36 and 44. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, they have players on their roster who are older than their coaches. Yes. Taj Gibson is a year older than Ryan Saunders. That's crazy. Seems like Ryan's going to keep that job. But uh, again, the Thunder take care of business tonight, 132 to 126. If you want to give us a call, 460-1077. 460-1077 will get you on air. Twitch.tv slash the franchise live. Got a chat room there. You can hop in. Uh, and of course, the franchise text line. That is 884-74-text a space. And then your message. Congrats to everybody who probably smartly um, bet on the Timberwolves. If you got it at six and a half, six point game. Uh, so the Timberwolves covered there. Entirely predictable. Entirely predictable. This is really a close <laughs> game. Not just because they're the Thunder and they do that, but uh, this divisional matchup always produces close games, it seems like. Yeah, especially when the Thunder play teams like this. It's They're teams that they should beat easily, and people expect the Thunder to beat these kinds of teams, but obviously they didn't. They came into this matchup today 0-3 against the Timberwolves this season, and it just it kind of looked like it would be a little bit of, I don't want to say an easier game because no game's going to be easy, but just a little bit more of a cakewalk for this team just because they did start off strong. They had some good looks uh, there in the first quarter. They made some good shots, but then... I, I mean, guys like Paul George, he went completely scoreless in the second quarter, and that definitely hurt because the Timberwolves were, uh, were able to come back. And it really looks like, uh, I mean, we started talking about an overtime game there for a minute. Thank I was, God it wasn't an overtime I was game. starting to sweat a little bit. I mean, I know it's only 5 o'clock in the afternoon on this gorgeous Sunday, but still, I mean, I, I swear I have the worst luck with 
overtime games this season. No, I need a chance to go out and sit on the patio before the sun goes down. So exactly. thank God the uh, the Thunder got this game uh, thank over you, in regulation. <laughs> thank yes. you. Uh, how do you feel about the pace of this game? It was a little bit slower, right? It felt that way at least. Only 11 fast break points on either side. I feel like the Thunder should have had the advantage in fast break points. They have the athletes that can run. Uh, their offense is more oriented to that. Is that a little bit concerning that they, they slowed it down a little bit? I mean, in a sense, yes. Uh, just because, especially in postseason, I feel like those games are different. Just the energy that the players bring to the court, it's just completely different. So you, it's kind of like you have to keep a fast pace the entire time if you want to have uh, some really successful postseason appearances. But it doesn't concern me too much just because they were able to still take care of business and they were able to still get uh, some pretty crucial stops when they needed to. Uh, uh, there was a time in the fourth quarter, the Thunder, led by Dennis Schroeder at this point, they went on like a 12-0 run. And so, I mean, if you're going to kind of slow it down throughout the game, you're going to have to pick back the or pick the pace back up when, you know, it's crunch time, when it's time to do that. And I feel like they did that tonight to a sense. So, I mean, it is a little bit concerning just because of regardless of who they play in the postseason, you're going to have to match that energy or you're going to have to even outperform your opponent if you want to make it out of the first round. So, I mean, yes, pace was a little bit slow. There wasn't anything that super stood out to us until, I mean, I guess the end of the game when they were able to clinch this win. But it, I don't know. Yes, but no. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> in, a, in a roundabout way. In a roundabout way, In yes. a roundabout way. Um, yeah, it is it is a different game, to your point, in the playoffs. Almost an entirely different game. Uh, so the, the pace is going to be different. But this, this Thunder team, I can't help but think they are at their best when they're getting the ball out in transition. When defense leads to offense, didn't really see a whole lot of that today. Um, but didn't see a lot of that from the Timberwolves either. So... Uh, so that's a plus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple more things here before we get to a break. Uh, Markeith Morris has really, I, I think, come into his own the past few games against Detroit. Blake Griffin was going off until Billy Donovan puts Markeith in there. And not, again, uh, Markeith's most statistically impressive game since he has come to the Thunder. But impact-wise, I thought he was huge. Uh, he and Dennis Schroeder really gave the Thunder a big lift off of the bench. Uh, do you think that these past few games are something we can see from Marquise Morris going forward? I do, just because I think he's really settled into his role. I mean, today I kind of made a comment. I was like, is that Marquise out in the five? Like, what is going on? Because, small ball five. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't get a chance to watch the Pistons game. I was at a wedding on Friday night, so I missed that. But, I mean, I, I saw all over Twitter people were a little concerned seeing Marquise out there in the five. I mean, Steven Adams fouls out today with, I think, like five minutes left in the game. So that was kind of unfortunate for the Thunder. And so automatically... I think people are assuming, oh, they're going to throw Nerlens out there like he's going to be great. But Billy threw Markeith out there, and I'm guessing he did that in the Pistons game as well. And, you know, I'm not – I don't hate that. I don't hate yeah, it don't because either. he – there were a couple times I was like, oh, Markeith, what are you doing? But at the same time, he did a pretty good job on the offensive side of the ball playing the five. Uh, if he can step it up a little bit more on the defensive end, great. I mean, I, I think it would work just fine in the postseason. And he he takes 12 shots today. I don't have his game logs in front of me. I'm going to venture to guess that's the most shots he's taken <laughs> uh, since he's in a Thunder uniform. Five uh, from beyond the arc. So, yeah, you can you can get him to shoot 50%, knock down a couple of shots from beyond the arc, um, and then provide what he does in the defensive end. Then that's more than you can expect from a guy that you added from the buyout market, basically right. for free uh, in the middle of the season. So, yeah, I, I hope that this pretends something uh, down the line about Markeith Morris because he seems to be coming in, into his own. Maybe it's you know figuring out how to communicate with his teammates, a chemistry issue. Maybe it's the neck, you know, feeling better and better yeah. every single day. But 
Uh, you know, against the Nuggets, they have Paul Millsap. Um, against the Rockets, a guy like Kenneth Fareed, even, or, or, or Clint Capella. Um, the Jazz have Derek Favors. Jeremy Grant is going to struggle in those matchups yes. because they can definitely dwarf him physically. Um, and in Markeith might be the answer there. So, yeah, that, that is wow. very, very encouraging, I think. Yeah, and I mean, if they're going to throw Markeith out there, like I said, I don't really hate it just because I think he is kind of falling more into what he's supposed to be doing out there. I think he's getting a better sense of where he mixes on the court and how he mixes with these guys when he's out there. So, I mean, if they're going to relieve Nerlens and Steven, then if Markeith is going to step into his role and really play it to the best of his ability, then by all means, Billy, throw him out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and two more things. Dennis Schroeder, uh, 21 points. Uh, hit you know a couple of rebounds and assists. He goes 8 of 15, 1 of three from beyond the arc. Uh, I thought this was one of Dennis Schroeder's better games uh, as of late. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, we're going to have to talk about him more later on in this show, but I I really just think that he was the biggest difference maker in this game, honestly, because I've always talked about in... In games like this, you have to keep a steady pace throughout it, and you have to outperform your opponent the entire time if you want to win the game. But if you don't, then it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, which is exactly where Dennis Schroeder prospered because he was able to just knock down shots. He was able to just be this incredible playmaker all of a sudden, just out of nowhere. And if like if that needs to happen and you're going to have to kind of pick back up what you left off and tie up some loose ends, then you have a guy who's going to do it, then good. That's good. Like Keep doing that. Uh, I am Matt Ravis. That voice you just heard is Madison Morris. We've got Nate Baldwin back there pushing the buttons. Appreciate his uh, marathon performance today here early with the horses. Oh yeah! Now we got Starting the horses. The off, now, right? now we got the horses in the back, and uh, now we're up here no way. talking Starting about with the ponies. Yeah. Ending with the thunder. I have, I have found a way to work that song into every show I've done since <laughs> I've heard it. I cannot stop talking about it. It's the only thing that's brought me joy over the past few weeks. It's oh, amazing. Repeat. It is amazing. Uh, by the way. Uh, Madison and Brady Trantham do the OKC82 podcast. I believe that this is doubling as the OKC82 podcast, right? It is. This is going to double as our OKC82 podcast today. Uh, Brady is not here, but I am here and Matt Ravis is here. So we are going to go ahead and do this as our podcast, just so we're not having to kind of redo and re-talk about what we've already talked about. So uh, you're listening to the post-game show, but you're also listening to our OKC82 podcast. There you go. So if you're listening to this live and you can't get enough of us or um, you know, you got got it late and want to hear the beginning of it. This will all be up online later. Uh, so there you go. Check check out their. Uh, I mean, after every game uh, until the end of the season, the OKC eighty two podcast. That's on thefranchiseok.com. Again, the Thunder beat the Timberwolves one thirty two to one twenty six. An impressive performance in Minnesota. Have the Houston Rockets coming up next. Uh, we've got to give out some awards. We'll look forward to their next matchup. We'll tell you about the Western Conference standings. They're changing by the minute. That is all coming up next on the franchise. First Take Thunder postgame show, 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Welcome back to the First Take Thunder postgame show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. It's Matt Ravis. It's Madison Morris. It's Nate Baldwin here on this lovely Sunday afternoon. Got the uh, Women's National Championship game on right now. Right now, Baylor's uh, Kim Mulkey's Baylor Bears up 21-12 to over Notre Dame. Wow. I think we can all agree that we can root against Kim Mulkey. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the Thunder versus the Timberwolves. The Thunder avoid the season sweep 132-126 to 126 over Tim- the Timberwolves in Minneapolis. Russell Westbrook gets his 32nd triple-double of this season. 136 of his career, and 
what he's like two away from yeah, magic he's right two away now for tying magic for second of all time that's Dang. incredible and do you know how many behind uh robertson he is right now uh i do not off the top of my head i would have to I use can, the google yeah. machine we can look that up it's but i mean he's he's right there and it, it's looking more and more likely that he is going to uh, have that by the time it's all said and done and Look, you really can't take away from that accomplishment. It is, it is impressive no matter which way you slice it. For what it's worth, I mean, you know, that 2020 game, my problem with it is the dude shot 8 of 23. There is no yeah. <laughs> great historical performance. You can also admit that he shot terribly in yes. 10 of 22 today. That's not that's not bad. That's it's about what we can. That's bad. the high side of what we can expect from Russ, I think. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, with Russell shooting this season, that's not the worst thing in the world. Just because, I mean, yeah, the night that he did the twenty 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 or twenty 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 one, um, he it was just his scoring came super late. So it wasn't like I mean, I'm not gonna take away from it and say that it wasn't as impressive as it could be because it definitely was that he could accomplish something like that, especially given the circumstances. But uh, at the same time, it was just kind of like a wow. That's kind of weird that he was able to uh, dish the ball out so well. He was able to grab a lot of boards so well. Not able to put the ball through the hoop, and that's actually really what wins games for these yeah, guys. So that's, it turns out that making shots is pretty important. That's kind of what, what a wins novel con- what a novel concept that is. So yeah, it, and Russell Westbrook, whenever he is efficient, isn't amazing, but he's not always um, uh, efficient, and that matters. I know that that can get you can kind of um, square that away as analytics. You know, that's for nerds. It's not a thing that really matters, but it does. <laughs> it does. Um, those extra shots really do matter. But regardless, Russell Westbrook, triple-double, uh, wills his team to a victory. That happens more often than not when he triples, du- triple-doubles. Uh, Paul George tonight, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals. Uh, his shooting was not great, 8 of 22. But uh, I thought defensively he kind of helped set the tone uh, for the Thunder defense that we haven't seen consistently over uh, really since mid-February. So yeah, th- that's encouraging, I think. That is pretty encouraging just because Paul has been so well at shooting the ball. But, I mean, it, you kind of have to tie up some loose ends here because especially with uh, postseason approaching, now they have two games left of this regular season, you're going to have to tie up all those loose ends right now. And I think defense was a big thing because, I mean, we witnessed it today with the Timberwolves really coming back and uh, just kind of putting on a show, really, there in the third quarter. They were able to shoot so well. I think they missed maybe two shots in the entire uh, third quarter. They still, I mean, I think they were only up by like maybe, I don't know. I'm not even going to throw out numbers right now because I don't want to be inaccurate. But I, I mean, you have to tie up that loose end right now because defense has been kind of a struggle for this team, especially towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you tie that up and you still like light it up from offense like you have been doing, I mean, things can look up in the postseason for you, especially if you're going to face a team like the Warriors. They're an incredible shooting team. You're going to have to put stops to them. And if, if the Thunder are able to do that, if they Face the Warriors. I mean, I'm not going to assume anything right now. Things are weird. Basketball's weird. Uh, things change every five minutes. Western but Conference is a, it's it's a, it's a hell of a place. It's really weird. But if you're going to be able to just really get everything together and just make things happen in a positive sense for your team, then I think things will look up a lot. But, I mean, there were just a lot of areas in today's game. They just they lacked defense, Matt. It just didn't look, it didn't look strong. It was an uneven performance for sure. And, yeah, you want to see. It's hard to put four quarters together in NBA basketball. I get that. But you would like to see a little bit more consistency um, than you get as far as uh, conference standings watching goes uh, today Clippers and Warriors that's going to be a game that Thunder fans want to pay attention to you need the Warriors to win no matter how bad it will feel rooting for the blue and gold uh, and, and it sounds like they're going to play everybody I don't think yeah. at least according to Colby Powell in the pregame it doesn't sound like they're going to rest people uh, we want to pay attention to Suns and Rockets although it seems as if the uh, you know that, I mean that should be an easy win for the Rockets um, 
Nuggets Trailblazers also tonight. That'll be a game that's, that's relevant. Game. Um, and then Jazz and Lakers as well. So a bunch of games that are relevant to where the Thunder are going to be. Six, seven, or eight. Probably sixth or eighth, I would say. Uh, more likely than anything, need the Clippers to lose tonight. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know if I can get myself to root for the Warriors, but uh, we'll see. It's I mean, uh, You need to tonight. If you want the true. Thunder to avoid playing the Warriors in the first round, you need them to beat the Clippers uh, because the Thunder want to be in that sixth seed, at which mm-hmm. point, if everything stands, they're probably playing the Houston Rockets. Not a great matchup. Better than the uh, than the Golden State Warriors, I think, though. Don't you agree? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Just because Golden State has been pretty efficient, like, all the way around, like, all season. I mean, they may have had a couple dips in the season, but right now, the Houston Rockets, they're really a team that's led by one guy. And, I mean, that's kind of, like, cruddy to say and, like, throw all the other guys under the bus right now. But, I mean, they really are. So, if James Harden is just going to, like, kind of poop out, then it's not going to be exactly the best, best matchup. It's not going to cause for – or be a cause for a lot of great basketball to watch in the first round. So, I mean, yeah, that would be probably ideal for the Thunder, just if they want to move forward, they want to make it out of that first round. But at the same time, I know a lot of people who are – actually kind of rooting for a Warriors-Thunder matchup just because it would be good basketball and that would be huge if the Thunder were able to walk out of that first round and knock the Warriors out I can't get behind that. Somebody tweeted me and was like, I think I'd rather play the Warriors than the Nuggets. I'm like, look, I understand in the last nine games, the Thunder have beat the Nuggets one time. I understand that different beast when it gets to the postseason and I think I'd rather have the inexperienced team so let, let, let's do this I guess real quick so Warriors Nuggets Rockets yeah we'll throw the Trailblazers in there as well okay. I'd say that those are probable possible opponents for the Thunder in this matchup out of everybody I think the Trailblazers obviously that's the gimme they don't have Yusuf Nurkic uh Warriors I would say probably out too so I guess just out of the Nuggets and the Rockets mm. Nate you can get in on this too who would you rather play I'm going to go with the Rockets on mine just because, like Matt just said, I think the... I think the Nuggets pose a very strange threat to the Thunder. I mean, obviously because of Jokic, he is just a dominant player. He's a little, uh, he's a little, what what am I looking for? I don't want to say like, he's a little doughy. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, he's, he's a little uh, doughy, but he's, he's there. Diesel's only for that guy. Diesel's only. <laughs> Let's just say that. He's not the classic ripped sort of athlete you would expect. <laughs> no, it's crazy though because he is so daggum talented and he poses such a threat for this Thunder team. Just everybody on the Thunder team. It's just crazy. And he's and got then, the athletic profile of like Kendrick Perkins. Oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. So funny. It's incredible. That's This is why I love it. I have to go with Houston as well just purely on the fact that James Harden most likely isn't going to show up again. Yeah. And until he does, like I'm just going to keep choosing them and by the game three, game four, he's pra- practically just going to be walking around the court so yeah, yeah i think i think i'm kind of in the minority here i the houston matchup scares me less than the 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 rockets matchup and here's why number one in terms of guys who you can give it to and just go get a bucket james harden you can you can be confident he's going to get one i am less confident in Nikola Jokic, even though i know he can score the ball very well um you know, they, the Rockets also have Chris Paul. You know, there's things they can do with Clint Capella. They have, I think, plenty of scoring options who are experienced veteran players. The Nuggets, do I trust Will Barton to go get a bucket when they need to? Do I trust Jamal Murray? He's a good player whenever he's on, but he's yeah. very inconsistent. And they are very inexperienced is the other big thing for me. So, again, it's a different game in the postseason than the right. regular season. So, I would almost go with the Nuggets. I know I'm in the, in the minority there, and I could be dead wrong, um, but... For some reason, they scare me less than the Rockets do. I mean, I kind of get that, too, just because it, it I mean, it all comes down to how guys are going to show up in the postseason. It's not even really just like a like a team dynamic. How's the team dynamic going to go out there? It's kind of how guys individually are going to come out there and how they're going to perform and what kind of mindset they're going to enter the postseason in. So, I mean, 
kind of like what Nate was saying, if uh, James Harden isn't really going to show up, that might be a better opportunity for the Thunder. But what if he does? Like, I mean, he's a freak of an athlete. He may not burn out. And like, or if, what if Paul George doesn't show up for a whole exactly. series and the Thunder are, are screwed no matter who they play, oh, I, I, I feel like. so. Or Chris Paul gets hurt again. Like which he does every which playoff. that happens. Very, it, it could happen. You can basically be assured that he is going to miss a game or two somewhere along the line, at least a game or two. So, yeah, we will see. And this is the time where we can finally start talking about who their playoff matchups are going to be because it's almost here. We are two games away. Houston Rockets up next. The Bucks after that, uh, which probably a lot of the Bucks will be resting. The Thunder may or may not be still um, trying to. Uh, play themselves into a different playoff seating. So we will see. Uh, we need to give away some awards, though. So I guess we will start Woo! away, or so we'll start here with the uh, Thunder Player of the Game. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Okay, I am going to go ahead and give my Player of the Game to a guy that I have pretty much talked about this entire show because I've kind of kept bringing him up. Uh, I'm going to give it to Dennis Schroeder. I know that's probably not the obvious choice because, of course, guys like Russ were able to solidify this win there at the end, but I don't think the Thunder would have been put into the position for Russ to do that if Dennis Schroeder, or Dennis Schroeder, wow, I can't say his name today, if Dennis had not had the kind of start to the fourth quarter that he did have, uh, just because he was a huge difference maker in this game. He just, he had timely shots. He had crucial and very vital shots at the same time. Um, I was just really impressed with his performance because there was a big, long slump. I'm sure all Thunder fans can remember this, where he was just not shooting the ball well. He was not playing well overall. I mean, today, in the past couple of games, he's just had these, like, spurts of energy where all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and picks up, like, 12, 14, 16 points, just boom, boom, boom. So I'm going to give it to Dennis just because I think he really set this team up to avoid being swept. This, Yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it to Dennis as well. This is the version of Dennis Schroeder you need. That the, the, the Thunder need to win games. Uh, the last few times out against the Timberwolves, it was the bench where this matchup was decided. Andrew Wiggins went crazy. Uh, you know, the Thunder had Paul George making shots on the other side. He was in the middle of his uh, big heater. Last time these two teams got together, or last few times these two teams got together, but um, Dennis Schroeder uh, w- w- was amazing tonight, and he needed that lift off the bench because they did not get that the last few times they played the Timberwolves, so totally agree. That is the player of the game. No, definitely, because Dennis Schroeder, he just, I mean, he kind of has like these stages where he's able to just be this freak of a player that people really expected him to be when he first came to Oklahoma City. I think we really saw it in the uh, four like preseason games. I was so impressed with him. Uh, just coming right out of the gate, just being a Thunder player, contributing to the team, really backing Russell Westbrook up. Uh, right now, he's also been backing like guys like Paul George up. And so, you know, he's just very versatile when he goes out on the floor. I think he's constantly improving and just really improving this team's dynamic right now when it matters most. So, I mean, good for him. He was really able to make a big difference in this game, especially like because I, I said it at the beginning of the show, the Thunder do not want to be swept by the Timberwolves right now. That's just a big no-go. Yeah, it was a must-win for sure as far as playoff seeding goes. By the way, you guys want to know a perfect example of why single game plus minus can be misleading? Yes. Uh, Steven Adams, eight points, six boards, took four shots. That's a fine stat line. You probably want more from Steven Adams. He was a plus 31 on the game, and that was by far the biggest wow. plus uh, of, of any Thunder player. Paul George was the next closest with plus 11. So, yeah, that's nice. I, I don't I wouldn't say that's exactly indicative of what Steven <laughs> Adams did, who fouled out uh, you know later in the fourth quarter. So that's no, that's an interesting thing. That is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what we got next, Nate? We got kick-ass play. That's right. 
do Let's it. Give out the kick out position, kick ass possession of the game. All right, take it away, Madison. I always like to headbang to this. It's hard to headbang and do good radio at the same time. Exactly. I think my voice would sound a little chippy. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll hold off on the headbanging for a while. Um, I am going to give my kick-ass possession of the game to Russell Westbrook. Shocker. Uh, it was with 44 point second, or, wow, 44.7 seconds left in the game. He hits a nice jumper to put OKC up 129 to 123. He also snagged the and one on that and was able to make his free throw. Uh, that's pretty crucial. So it was 130-123. Not a given. Not, not a given, especially for this team right now. Um, he actually really, it was a good, it was kind of a good look for Russ because he really put Carl, uh, he just put him on, I think this was like math words, actually not mine, but he put him on skates. It just looked really yeah, cool. Yeah, he did put him on skates. It just, it, it, Carl, I have to say it like that <laughs> in honor of Jerry. Uh, he just, he looked very discombobulated in that instance and it just kind of looked like, okay, this is the Thunders game. Like they're just going to have to take it away from it. And this also kind of uh, coincides with something good that Jeremy Grant did uh jeremy grant was able to set up a really nice pick and it allowed uh russ to have full mobility on that play so he was able to make that easy bucket grab the un- and one really just solidify the game there you go that was a i mean that was clutch shot by russell westbrook there right over the top of anthony towns and carl 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 anthony carl. towns how do you just look at a baby and name it carl especially with a k carl with a k he's so cute little baby carl there oh, yeah it just doesn't him. he's gonna be an nba player one day i'm gonna name him carl it's like I looking at like a walking dead yeah, the little kid. Carl. No spoilers, please. No spoilers. People will get mad. Like the time that Kelly Greg spoiled um, Infinity War. Oh, the gosh. day after it came out. And, and, and I had people ask me about that. And I was like, no, he didn't know. He was just he was messing with you, I promise. He's just being funny. It's not real. It knowing was a full, joke. Knowing full well that the man actually had spoiled the movie. But I was just trying to make... I was like doing damage control for him. Anyway, that was uh, a, a pretty fu- funny moment. All right. Uh, we have time left in this segment. So I think, Nate, uh, if you would... Take us on a trip around the association. We got a lot of games today. We got 14 of them. Yeah, we do. Almost a full slate. There was only like two yesterday. Yeah, yeah. The final four, and then there will be no games on Monday. Wow. Last game of the championship uh, night. Last game of the hockey so season yesterday. That's probably why. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I'm sure that's it. Sharing the weekend. That's why, Nate. <laughs> All right. And the, we got about 10.45 left in the game. Nets Pacers. Nets over 84-71. D'Angelo Russell, 17 points, 5 rebounds in that one. Seven minutes left in the first half in Memphis as the Mavericks and Grizzlies. Grizzlies on top, 40-35. I wonder if anybody's actually watching that game right now. <laughs> that game may as well be not happening. Holiday's got nine points, three rebounds. Earlier today, Heat Raptors in Toronto, 117-109 Toronto. It's overtime as Siakam, 23 points, 10 rebounds in that one. Yeah, it looks like, uh, let's see where the Heat are. They are 10th now in the East. Wow. All the way on the outside looking in for a team that has like no cap room, no flexibility going forward. I don't think they have all their first round picks. Uh, they, that's a, it is a dark future. for Just them, about the end of D Wade too. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's not going to be, it's going to be a rough couple of years. I'll put it that way. Also, we got the Spurs in Cleveland, 112-190. Slamarcus Aldridge had 18 points, 13 rebounds in that one. Did you say 190? No, one, one twelve to ninety. Oh. One twelve to one hundred ninety. Oh my gosh! Cleveland Cavaliers just put it together all of a Holy sudden. Cow. Uh, Best yeah. team in the NBA. The Thunder needed the Spurs to lose that game, but alas. Oh, well. yeah. Hornets over the Pistons, one hundred four to ninety-one. Kemba Walker, thirty-one points, 
six rebounds. Andre Drummond, 15 points, 23 rebounds in that one. Man, the Pistons might be playing themselves out of a playoff spot. <laughs> they are close. There's a lot of teams right there around that eighth seed in the East. Then at 6 o'clock, we got the Suns in Houston playing the Rockets. Hawks in Milwaukee taking on the Bucks in that one. And then at 6.30, you got the Magic and Celtics there in Boston. That's got playoff implications. Wizards, Knicks in New York at uh, 6.30. Oh, That's yawned. another game that is not going to happen. <laughs> I just yawned thinking about that one. Blacking out. Then the Clippers-Warriors at 7.30. That should be a pretty good one, especially for Thunder fans watching. Golden State is favored by 11.5. That makes me nervous. Mm. I'd still take them to cover. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I, I, the Thunder fans Especially need the Warriors right to win. You need to root for the uh, Warriors. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Just do it. Then at 8 o'clock, two 8 o'clock games, you got the Nuggets and Trailblazers in Portland. Might want to pay attention to that one as well. Pelicans and Kings. And you can forget about Sacramento. that. Sacramento. Eh. And then the late game, 8.30, you got the Jazz and Lakers in L.A. Yeah, just check the box score tomorrow. <laughs> How about that? So there Works you go, full game. All right, only two teams off. Happy Sunday. Today, absolutely. A lot of NBA action here. Uh, good job, Nate, taking us on a trip around the association. Uh, again, we are here breaking down this Thunder game today. They win against the Timberwolves 132-126. to 126. Russell triple doubles uh, just a couple away from Magic Johnson. He could meet Magic Johnson here in the regular season, right? He only needs two more. He does. Two he more regular two season more. games left. So he could notch it before the playoffs even start. Shoot. Would be a... Um, that would be something I'd rather get out of the way in the regular season and not have to think about during the playoffs because you don't want Russell stat padding uh, exactly. and, and chasing rebounds and doing that sort of thing um, in the post. It's fine in the regular season in the playoffs. Uh, let's leave that in the locker room. So exactly, I'd rather him do, do it. Not, please do not put this team in yes. like detrimental situations just because you need a couple more rebounds or a couple more shots. Don't do it. Just don't. As long as long as the win is secured, that's fine. But yeah, then yeah, that's if, fine. If it's not, if it's not for certain, then I definitely have an issue with it. All right, we need to take a timeout. One final timeout here. We're going to come back. Uh, we are going to uh, give our final analysis. We're going to look forward to the Rockets game. Still have a couple of um, awards, for lack of a better word, we need to give out. Uh, so that's coming up next on the First Take Thunder Post Game Show. 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Tulsa. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on the franchise. Nice long day of live programming. Starting with the horse racing show. We got the producer show leading into Thunder pregame. We got Thunder postgame as well. That's what we do on Sunday afternoons. No better way to spend your Sunday. Hashtag no days off. Got Although to watch I, the cards win. I mean, it's a good day. Good yeah, day. Sure, Nate. It's Cubs, a good day. Cubs lost, so I don't know if that's... Depends on how you feel That's about that. Either a good day or it's just a the little cherry on top. A great day, maybe, uh, for Nate Baldwin. So, anyways, uh, we are here breaking down the Thunder victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves, one thirty-two to one twenty-six. Russell Westbrook triple doubles. Carl Anthony Towns. I'm always really, really impressed by that guy. Uh, number one, he gets superstar calls, so that's how you know he's a superstar. Uh, but number two, I mean, just his when he is not being uh, verbally, mentally berated by Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it's amazing what he can do on the basketball court. Look, it's just a different generation of guys. We were talking about this in the pregame. Jimmy Butler comes from a different guard of guys yes. than Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Towns may be a guy who um, maybe, I don't want to say needs coddling per se, but I, I don't think tough love is the way to go about it. It's right. uh, you know maybe less public. I, I don't know Carl Anthony Towns, so I can't say for sure. That's just the vibe that I get. But once Jimmy Butler left, he was a lot better. I know that yeah. much. 
Yeah, you know, I never really watched a lot of Jimmy Butler. Uh, I mean, I know his time in Chicago maybe, like, toughened him up a little bit. I don't know. I, I Let's ask uh, TLC how he's doing over in Chicago. <laughs> I'm sure that's a great little city to toughen yourself up in. But I mean, Jimmy Butler did come from nowhere, Texas. I mean, his right. mom literally told him, I don't like the look of you, uh, and walked off. That's crazy. Uh, and abandoned him as a kid. So, it, you know, come they come from different places in life. But Dang. anyway. That's just, that's rough, man. So but. it's it's just just different guys. And so Jimmy didn't appreciate Andrew Wiggins, Carl Towns, the newer guys. And sometimes that's just the way it goes. He fits in a lot better, at least it seems, with Philadelphia. Although Jimmy Butler's mind, I think, changes every day. So yeah. I think he, you know, some of his criticism needs to be, he needs to look in a mirror. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've kind of liked Jimmy Butler over in uh, Philadelphia just because I think he mixes better with guys like Joel Embiid who uh, hate everybody and uh yeah they tell it like it is they don't yeah. you know no filters that sort of thing they 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 they, they like to tell it like it is so i made this pretty no public filter. but yeah exactly <laughs> i made it very public uh joel Embiid is currently my favorite nba player just because i think he is a savage person who gives no cruds yeah. and uh <laughs> i really appreciate that i think it's awesome so uh he's he's someone that i really enjoy watching there's a lot of that's my favorite thing about the nba i think is just the you you know these stars everybody knows who likes who everybody knows who doesn't oh, like who everybody knows who who's who's dating and in exes and all that sort of deal it's all um off the court as much as it is on the court and oh, it's fantastic. makes for a soap opera uh let's let's move forward here we've got thunder and rockets uh potentially Although not likely, I would say, but maybe a, a playoff preview here. Well, that game is in Oklahoma City against the Houston Rockets, um, and you know what the Rockets are going to do. James James Harden himself has ISOed more than any other NBA team has. Yeah, just by himself has ISOed, and that's what they do. But ISO ball gets a bad rap. Uh, four guys who know their roles and a great ISO player gets you a long way in the NBA. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a tough one, but the Thunder need to win it if they want to have that advantageous seating. I really do think that's going to be a very telling game for this team. Uh, it's an 8-30 game. I don't know how this team really holds up with 8-30 tips. They've uh, gone into, I think, an overtime with an 8-30 tip. So there's definitely energy there. I hope they hold up um, better than I do with 8-30 tips. Yeah, please. please oh my, I know that you guys are all listening right now. Please do not make that an overtime game. I am begging you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I think it'll be a good game, though, because, like I said, it's going to be very telling. Uh, it's going to show, even if the Thunder don't match up with the Rockets in the first round of the postseason, I think that's very, I mean, it's still going to be a telling game because it's going to show how they're going to perform against a team that poses a threat to them. And it's going to show a lot of, you know, their versatility, um, kind of like the strength that they still have pumped through their system right now. Now that the season's come to an end, I think a lot of wear and tear has gone on these guys. Uh, they're overcoming a lot. And I think Paul George even said something about like, there's a difference between playing hurt and playing in pain. So right now they might be playing in pain, but they're going to have to overcome it. So if they're going to play a team like Houston at 8.30 on a Tuesday night, I mean, that's just going to show Thunder fans exactly how they're going to enter this postseason because they're just going to have to really turn it on, bring a lot of energy, match guys like James Harden. And I mean, who knows who else is going to step up on that team? I'm sure Chris Paul, Clint Capella, just those guys, they're very, very athletic and they can really turn it on when they want to or when they need to. And I mean, Houston right now, yes, they have a higher seating than the Thunder, but they're still playing for something too. And they're really trying to prove a point. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's a point. Like you said, they can put up uh, points in bunches. And no, no lead is really ever safe around them. So you can't afford to play inconsistent ball like the Thunder um, are kind of prone to do. Like they, they take quarters off, it seems, and against the Houston Rockets, that will bury you or that will allow them to crawl back into a game where you have a comfortable lead and all of a sudden um, it's a game again. So you can't do that against the Houston Rockets. They are too good. Um, so before we get into the who that dunked that, 
everybody's favorite segment. Let's take a look at the Western Conference standings. One, two, and three, still the same. You've got the Warriors. You've got the Nuggets a couple games back. You've got the Rockets a game and a half back from them. Uh, then you have the Trailblazers there at four. Uh, you have the Jazz a game behind them. Six and seven, identical records. The Clippers hold the tiebreaker over the Thunder. But if the Clippers go out and lose tonight, your Thunder are in the sixth seed. Uh, right now, they are seventh, though. And you've got the Spurs uh, firmly in the eighth seed. They're a half game behind the Thunder. So... Everything's still kind of uh, trying to fall in place there, especially towards the bottom. Yeah, the everything's Conference. super wishy-washy right now, and it's going to change so fast. But, I mean, kind of like Matt said, you're going to have to root for the Warriors tonight. Really, if you want to see the Thunder, sec- like, not necessarily secure, but just kind of sit a little bit more comfortably uh, in that succeed. It's just, it's it's going to make such a difference tonight because uh, none of us know how they're going to perform against the Rockets and against the Bucks. I think things are just going to be different. I think it's going to be something that we're only going to be able to you know, watch before we can make any kind of it. It's so hard to predict, so, predict yeah. what this Thunder team is going to do. It's, and it's, it's going to be weird. It's, it is a difficult team to cover. It, it certainly is. Uh, all right. You may be wondering who dat dunked at. That's a question I have all the time. Well, we want to tell you who dat dunked at. <laughs> Woo, boy. Did I actually do that good that time? Uh, Jerry is the only one who, uh, I, I, I let him do that every time because I'm so bad at it. Woo dog. There you go. I can't do it because every time I try, people are like, you sound like you're from, like, the hood or something. Like, that's not <laughs> what I was going for, but okay. Some kind of hood. Uh, that it. bayou could be a hood, too. Yes, it could. Down there that, in the bayou. That's a nice Cajun accent you I got can't, there. Go Tags. I can't do it. You spent some time around some Cajun people, Nate? Just watch a lot of Coach O. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's a that's, that's a good... Get you going. right there. Yeah, that's a good way really to... Dunk uh, that ball. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go first here. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, who I think as of lately... He's made some nice passes. I think he's made some strides in the passing department. Uh, has a really nice move cutting into the lane. It's a beautiful dish over uh, to Jeremy Grant, who is running to the rim. Kind of a no-look deal. And Jeremy Grant, I uh, love watching that guy dunk. It's all limbs uh, and just kind of <laughs> does his violent thing where his legs goes legs go flying everywhere uh, and just slams it in. Love watching Jeremy Grant dunk. I love watching Jeremy Grant dunk just because he has been the player that I feel has kept a lot of consistency throughout the season. So I really like watching Jeremy do his thing and get really big shining moments like that just because he kind of gets buried in the Stars of the Thunder, but he's also a pretty good guy. He's, he is very vital to what they do. Very vital. Uh, my Houdat dunked at is going to go to Paul George. Uh, this was with about eight and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, he kind of awakes from his second quarter snooze where he didn't even score once. And he hits a three, extending the Thunder by five. But then he comes back on the very next possession and has a two-handed dunk uh, and put OKC up by seven. Uh, it was a nice little back-to-back possession from PG, and it was exactly what this team needed with Minnesota kind of creeping back into the game at this point. Uh, and it was also a nice little jam over Andrew Wiggins. We haven't talked much about Andrew Wiggins tonight because, I, I mean, he did some great stuff, but that's nothing new. Uh, but it was just kind of a nice moment for Paul, especially when he had that second quarter snooze. And, I mean, this is this is a guy the Thunder need. They need him making shots like this. They need him making back-to-back possessions like that. So it was just a good look for Paul. Absolutely. So there you go. There we were. The, uh, that was the who that dunked that. Um, of the game, I know. I know we don't have this queued up, but do you want to give a you want to give a thunder killer of the game real quick? Oh yeah, a thunder killer. Um, oh man, I kind of forgot that that was like that's Derek's thing that he came up with, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. Okay. Good job for Derek. I like that. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Carl Anthony Towns just to yeah. uh, give some props to him. That dude is always impressive. There we go. Chili I've never, peppers. I've never even heard this yet. 
Uh, so there we go. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, honorable mention. He's always one of those guys. Who's surpri mention. Surprisingly, he wasn't his usual thunder killing self. He only had 24 tonight. Only 24 points. I think last time he dropped like 40, right? Yeah, Something he is like always, that. always Dang. killing it. And in the, the first part of the game, it looked like he was on his way to that performance. The Thunder did a good job putting the clamps on mm -hmm. him, but it's, it seemed like they just had no answer for Towns, who lived at the free throw line. You know, it's kind of crazy to say this. Um, I kind of have like a tie for my Thunder Killer, mainly because one guy, it wasn't exactly his scoring that did it, but just the way he performed uh, in other aspects of the game. And I want to give that to Tyus Jones, just because he was kind of a guy that had to step into a big role today, but he really played a crucial part in uh, keeping the ball flowing really well for the Timberwolves today. So he was kind of one of my Thunder Killers. I also want to give it to Sarek, just because he shot really well. He was the main reason uh, the Timberwolves were able to come back there in kind of like the end of the second quarter into the third quarter also. Uh, he just posed a big threat. He shot really well from three. Uh, he was just a guy that the Timberwolves really needed. No, it didn't get them the win, but he pulled it pretty close, especially when the Thunder were up by, like, 14 at one point. Uh, he was the guy that was really able to kind of close that gap in a lot, and uh, I think he gave a lot of hope to Timberwolves fans. So he was killing them out there. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he's a, he's a real impressive player. I like what he does. They have a nice core there in, in, in Minnesota. They just need that one more star. They thought they, they had it. They thought they had it in Jimmy Butler, but See things ya. did not work out, and I don't think that's necessarily their fault at no. all. Uh, so anyway, we have one more thing we got to do. I can hear him scratching at the door. Let's let the stat cat in. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? You added a little meow in there, Nate Baldwin. Nate, are you meowing back there? I know the stat cat intro back and forth, and are that is not me? in there. <laughs> that is not a meow that I accounted for in my head. Ooh. I ain't no cat meow. Bad, bad <laughs> puns. Bad. I don't like it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's go with the uh, actual purpose of the stat cat, which is to give you a a highlighting stat of why the game went like it did. Uh, another game of the Thunder keeping up their big advantage on the boards. 46 rebounds to the Timberwolves is 32. Uh, 14 offensive boards. Timberwolves only grabbed six of those. Uh, this was a pretty impressive rebounding performance. Classically, I say classically as if the Thunder had been here for more than, uh, what, <laughs> 10 years. Uh, but, I, I mean, this is a Thunder team that we know rebounds very well, at least when they're playing at their best. So I've been very encouraged by what they've done on the boards. That's going to be huge come playoff time. Uh, they're just not always so good at converting those second chance points. No. So that is going to be the big thing, I think, is scoring off of those. But you can get those looks. They just haven't been going in. Uh, just keep rebounding, and it will sort itself out. So there you go. Big edge on the boards, 46-32. to 32. Nice. performance by the Thunder in that department. No, that is a really good stat because, like Matt was saying, those are crucial, especially if you're going to grab the offensive boards. I think, uh, let's see, Nerland's had three of those. Uh, Jeremy Grant had three. That's just a really good opportunity to or opportunity to keep the ball alive at that point just because you know you're gonna have to give yourself some second chance points you're gonna have to really keep it alive just because you don't want uh, your opponent to take advantage of that and take it away from you if you're gonna be able to have an opportunity like that so I mean good for the Thunder you're gonna have to grab boards like that it's just I mean that's so I don't think people understand how important that is yeah Steven Adams is actually going to for the second year in a row average more offensive rebounds than he does 
defensive rebounds. Nice. That doesn't happen. Because they all go to Russell. Because they that's, all go yeah, to Russell. That's, that's, that's correct. True. And he is a very accommodating teammate when it comes to that as well. Uh, Steven Adams is always going to be more than uh, his stats show, probably. So, um, final thoughts, Madison, on on this game today? Um, I mean, we've really kind of knocked it out of the park with the show. I, I really am impressed with them picking up a third straight win right now. That's really what they needed. I think they fell into, I'm not going to call it a slump. That's not a slump. You got problems right now. But they just fell into this like little phase, I guess you could say, where it just wasn't looking good. It was giving a lot of people some uneasy feelings about the postseason. So right now they're starting to pick up the pace a little bit more. They're tying up some loose ends. Uh, you got two games left, guys. So you're going to have to really, really make those games count because Billy Donovan said it once in a uh, postgame presser, when the postseason starts, this is completely erased. The slate is clean. You're just going to have to really go out and perform to the best of your ability, pull out a couple of tricks from your sleeve and just go forth and conquer so, I mean, yeah, good no, for them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where I am not even going to be too hung up on the basketball that they're playing going into the playoffs, right. um, how they got the result that they did. It's just, was it a win or was it a loss? Because yep. that's really what matters at the end of the day. And the Thunder were able to execute. Um, it doesn't matter. You don't have to put an asterisk by it because the Timberwolves had all these players out. Uh, the Thunder have found ways to lose games against teams that don't have their players in. Uh, so if they get it done today on the road against the Timberwolves, it's always a bar fight when these two get together. I don't know what it, what it is, but it's I always going it. to be a physical game. Uh, and today was certainly no less. And the Thunder were the better team. So good basketball. Going streaking a couple games in a row. Uh, the Thunder need to win their next two, I think, to get into that sixth seed if that's where they want to be. Uh, Nate, good job today. Appreciate your, uh, your services Thank all you, day Nate. here. Thank you, people. Since the sun came well up, as, well. as the sun goes down, it's the kind of guy he is. First in, last out. It's <laughs> Nate Baldwin. Brought his lunch pail. Real grinder mentality. Yeah, really Good. gritty, really Good gritty guy. Really gritty guy. Madison Morris, great job tonight. Thank you, thank you. Uh, OKC82 podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Is it everywhere? Can I yeah. get that literally anywhere? So, uh, yes, you can find it on... Uh, I'm always going to butcher this, and Brady always gets on to me. I'm sorry, Brady. I know you're listening. Uh, it's uh, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, I believe, uh, SoundCloud. That's a big one. Spotify Brady, now, right? Spotify now. That's a huge one right now. Oh, we, we don't are, hate them now? Yeah, we don't hate Spotify. Okay. We are on Spotify now. Uh, you can also find it on our Twitters. It's going to be at uh, Madison Morris, M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N, Morris, like Markeith, but more athletic, and at Brady does sports you can spell that i don't need to spell it for you it's always on our twitters it's on uh at franchise okay as well just listen to our podcast we say some good stuff we ramble a lot and it's awesome yeah like and subscribe all that good stuff uh pad those stats for them i think that they would appreciate yes, it uh, and, that, and that will be up shortly on the franchise okay.com good job today nate madison appreciate you guys for them i am matt ravis thank you so much for listening to the first take thunder post game show thunder win 132 to 126 up next is sb nation radio